Welcome to freescripturebooks.org, the knowledge of God. My name is Jeff. We're studying judgment, doing a word study. That's what Free Scripture Books is about, is going to the knowledge of God, doing word studies, subject studies, all kinds of different studies. So now we're on the judgment of God, and we're looking at white throne judgment, a judgment that you do not want to be in. So let's begin uh, with the book of John, chapter 5, verses 25 through 32. It says, Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming, and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, even so he gave to the Son also to have life in himself. And he gave him authority to execute judgment, because he is... Uh, the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and will come forth, those who, who did the good deeds to a resurrection life and those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. I can do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I alone testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is a, another who testifies of me. I know that testimony which he gives about me is true. So the white throne judgment. He's talking about two judgments actually here. He raises the dead for the resurrection life and raises the dead for the resurrection of the dead. Resurrection judgment, evil deeds. So Jesus first came as the Lamb of God. To be a sacrificed Lamb of God. He was slain from the foundation of the world. He was slain 2,000 years ago around that time. And, you know, he knew no sin. Uh, but he um, and but he was crucified on that cross for our sins. He was um, uh, died. He was raised up from the dead, sitting in the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Jesus will one day return as the Lion of Judah. He's not returning, you know, as the Lamb of God. He's not returning as a sweet baby boy. He's going to return as the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lion of Judah, to trample down the enemies that have set themselves up against his kingdom or do not want him to be king, as we read in one of those parables uh, on an early episode. Jesus first came as a savior of the world. Jesus will return as the executioner of God's judgments. Judgments are only just when self-will is laid aside. And so let's look at that right here. Um, Jesus will return as the executioner of God's judgments, and judgments are only just when self-will is laid aside. How do you know if your will is judged, as you're just? He says, as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, okay? So qualify that, Jesus. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, and Jesus qualifies that statement, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If we want to make sure our judgments are just, then we cannot seek our own will, but seek his. And that's what Jesus came. He came to seek the will of the Father, not his own. Let your will be done and not my own. Jesus went to the cross because that was the will of the Father. That was not Jesus' will. He asked three times for that cup to, to pass by him. But, but he said, nevertheless, your will be done and not my own. And because Jesus did not seek his own will, only he is qualified to be the executioner of God's will and testimony. And so when, so Jesus laid down his will and his judgments are true. And when he judges, they will be true because he does not seek his own, but the will of the Father. So let's go to point two. Point two on the thrones or on the white throne judgment. This is John chapter 12, verses 44 through 48. I'm going to read the first part of it. He who rejects me... Or the last part of it, he rejects me and does not receive my sayings as one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him in the last day. Now let's go read the first part of that. And Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me does not believe in, in me, but in him who sent me. He who sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world. 
so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. So what's up with that? Because there's some people who say, well, Jesus is not going to judge the world because he didn't come to judge the world. He came to save the world. So there is no longer any judgment. God doesn't judge anymore. It's just a free-for-all. Satan is just a big bag devil, and he's just causing all these problems, and God is just up in arms up there. That's kind of how it's taught. Well, the devil is doing some things out there. You know, and, and but Jesus, you know, does judge. God is judging. And we're going to talk more about that and how it happens. We we know, you know, when we have a tragedy here, we live in Oklahoma. So we have a, you know, a tornado that tears up some places. And we know that some, and there are some people that, that like to sneak in those houses and start stealing. And that's what Satan does. You know, God may bring a judgment to 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 correct the nation as a whole. But Satan loves to come in and make things worse and to steal, kill, and destroy. But we're going to talk more about that later. Because we're talking about does Jesus, you know, white throne judgment and, and, and who's going to judge us and, and when and where and how. He says, if anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I do not judge them. For I do not come to judge a world, but to save the world. It's okay. But if you, so you pop that scripture out and that's the only scripture you make, then what about this next part? He rejects me, does not receive me, receive my sayings as one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him on the last day. So Jesus came into a dark world. There was no light in this world. Jesus only did what he saw his father do. Only said what his father said and the way he said it. Jesus looked in the, looked in the Genesis and found out that the earth was, was, was dark, uh, without a form and void. And God said, let there be light and there is light. So Jesus comes as a as a as 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 a boy, you know. He, he's uh, from a Virgin Mary. He, he's born in this world as light. He sees that this spiritual world is is dark, void, and without form. He starts his ministry and he became light, just like in the beginning. Let there be light, and there was light. He became light into this world because there was only darkness. So everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. So anyone who believes in Jesus will not remain in darkness. But we, we come into the light. But if you don't like the light, what do you do? You turn off the light and go to sleep, right? Well, Jesus turns on the light and we can decide to either repent and stay in the light or we can just go back into darkness and go back to sleep as if Jesus never came. But if anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I do not judge them because it's not the time for judgment in that area. This is, we're talking about eternal life here, as, you know, not, not everyday judgments. Um, eternal life is a, is a judgment that even... You know, it says the elementary students should understand. But judgments, other judgments are more difficult to understand, some that we really can't understand on this side of, of, a, of eternity. But this particular one, Jesus says, I did not come to judge the world, but I came to save the world. So if you don't want to believe in me, I'm not judging you now. But the words I spoke into your presence, the light that you have seen, because I'm the light that's come in darkness. So if you laid your hand, eyes on Jesus, you saw the light, and you'll be judged by the light you have seen. And, that, and you will be judged on the last day. When God wraps this whole thing up. Because some people want to say here. See Jesus doesn't judge. But we just read back in John 5. Um, that as I hear I judge. And my judgment is is just. Because I do not seek my own will. But the will of him sent me. So Jesus does judge. God does judge right now. And we'll get that into later on. Just how it is he judge. But every man is given once to die. Then face judgment. Which has to do with eternal life. It doesn't have to do with everyday judgments. That we have against one another that God has got to correct so the whole world is not destroyed by mankind or by the devil. So Jesus did not judge the eternity of men when he first came to earth. 
He came into the light in the world. He became that light. And he says, the words I speak to you, if you receive them, you'll be judged rightly. If you don't receive them, you're going to be judged, you know, wrong. You can be judged rightly, but you're going to be judged, you know, according to your sins because you refused the light, but ran from the light and hid in darkness. What Jesus said will judge men's hearts on that last day. We are not to judge people's eternity on how well, if at all, if they keep Jesus' words now. When I went out and ministered as an evangelist, they, well, I don't believe in this thing, Jesus. Well, many times I just walk away. I mean, I tell them, I say, well, you know, of course, you know, people often say, and I've said it too, well, it doesn't matter if you believe because it's true. And I might say that, but I'm not judging you right now if you receive Jesus or not. I didn't receive Jesus the first time I heard about him. You know, I neglect him and I was raised in church. So I, you know, neglected him, rejected him for 28 years. Well, not, I guess not 28 years. You can't really do that at a young age, but you know what I'm talking about. And so, so Jesus didn't judge me. He didn't judge me as being worthless and condemn me because I didn't receive him the first time around. And so we shouldn't either. We can tell people, well, it doesn't matter if you believe it's true, but, but the words I speak to you will judge you. I don't judge you now, but the words I speak to you, Jesus will judge you on, on that last day. So this is called grace. But judgment will have its day. This is called grace, which means grace. If you look at a credit card, if you had a credit card, you usually get 30 days of grace. You, you, you spend some money. You have a debt to that credit card company. They tell you you have 30 days to pay that or, or have penalties. And so you can wait 30 days and pay that and have no penalties. But if you wait over 30 days, you will have a penalty. And it's a minor penalty compared to the penalty of eternity. If we have debt because we're living in darkness and we don't get that taken care of in the time of grace, which is means the time that we are living and breathing. You know, every man is given once to die, then face judgment. So if we don't take care of that, that debt that we owe to God, the creator of the heavens and earth in this lifetime, then we will not have another chance. That grace will have expired and we will find ourselves in a, in a devil's hell, which we don't want to be. We will be judged by God on the last day. We'll not be judged by now. You've rejected Jesus. I've rejected Jesus many times. But there's a time coming that you're going to die and you will no longer have a chance to either receive him or reject him. So you want to receive him now that you are in your body, that you have your own free will to choose him. So we are not to judge between what is good. We are, I mean, sorry, we are to judge. We are to judge between what is good and what is evil. I can tell you this is good and this is evil based on scripture, but I can't look at you, you know, and tell them that you're going to hell and, 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 and condemn you without giving you hope because I need to give you hope. I need to tell you to repent that the kingdom of God is hand. I need to tell you that, that uh, there is forgiveness of sin, that there is a washing away. But there are scriptures, even in the, in the small books of John, where he tells us it's easy to know the difference between the children of God and the children of the devil. I don't quite understand all that kind of stuff, but I would definitely want to be uh, slow to judge if I judge at all except for what is good and evil. I'll judge this is good, this is evil, but I'm not going to tell you that you're going to heaven because you're doing right things, and I don't want to tell you you're going to hell because you're doing wrong because uh, you're doing wrong things. I just don't want to be that judge. I just want to separate the light from the dark, which is good and evil, and let eternity be in the judgment of the hands of God. <clears throat> so, let's go to the third point on this. I better hurry, or I'm going to go in the next... This one is Matthew 10, 32 and 33. Therefore confess, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. We've talked about this earlier. Denying Jesus is the only sin that was not forgiven at the cross. 
You cannot deny Jesus. You cannot live a perfect life because you've already messed up. You can't start over on your own. There is no grace. There is no mercy in that. We have to have Jesus. And with Jesus, then we do mess up. We still have him to get us to cross the finish line. But we can't even get started or much less cross the finish line. And our own righteousness, we commit all kinds of different types of sins. We can murder. We can kill. We can create genocide. But denying Jesus is the only sin that's not forgiven because if you do not, if you deny Jesus, there's no hope. He's the only way. He's the only way that God has given us to, to get out of a sinful life and to get into a life of righteousness, which is through Jesus. A lot of people want to say that there's only one way to heaven, which is true. Um, there's only one way, the way, the truth, and life uh, to the Father. Jesus is the only way. But then they like to make a hundred different ways out, a thousand different ways out. You know, if you do these kind of things, you're out. If you do these kind of things, you're out. Well, there's, if there's only one door into heaven, then there's only one door out, which is the same door, which is which is Jesus. And so, so if you receive Jesus and you receive Jesus before man, and you're telling people about Jesus, you're not you're not afraid, you're not fearful, or you're not ashamed of your salvation, the gospel of, of peace, then you're going to find yourself in heaven. But if you deny that, you're ashamed of Jesus, and you know. You wanted Jesus yesterday, but you don't want Jesus today. Well, that's your choice. You can deny Jesus at any point you want to. We find out that Jesus walked, or Peter walked with Jesus for three and a half years. He then denied Jesus after hearing this, you know, Jesus speak that. So he was on his way to hell, but Jesus doesn't judge us based on one situation. In fact, he gave at least, you know, Peter four chances. On the fourth chance, he did not deny Jesus before men. In fact, he told people to repent and turn to Jesus whom they crucified because of their sins. And so, and so even if you have denied Jesus, and we all have to one extent to another, there is hope and there is a chance for you to stop denying Jesus and receive him. Denying Jesus is the only sin that the cross cannot take care of. You deny Jesus, then you deny eternal life. Revelations chapter 20 verses 11 through 15. I'm going to read part of it. No, I'm going to read all of it, I guess. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it. From those presence and earth and heaven fled away and no place was found on for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. Then books were opened and another book was opened. So there's multiple books. Which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books and according to their deeds. So the only thing written in the book of life is names. But in the book, in these other books, everything, you know, Everything else is written. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. And death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The lake of fire, and if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown in the lake of fire. So this is the white throne judgment of God. This is the end of the end. The last day of the last day. The last moment of the last moment. Beginning of a new age where God and Jesus are judging. You know, it's often been, I mean, at least I've been taught that Jesus judges the Christians and God judges the unbelievers. And there's several scriptures to promote that. But I believe Jesus is at this judgment as well. And the first question that is asked is, um, Jesus, do you know this person? And if you deny Jesus, God, Jesus is going to tell Father, no, I do not know him. Do not know him. And then God is going to open these books, read these books and judge that person according to their deeds and they'll, and they'll go to hell so you do not want to go there because hell is also eter is eternal just as heaven is eternal so every deed someone has ever done is recorded if you've been born again and, and received Jesus Jesus takes away our sin he only takes away sin but he takes away all evidence of sin and so any deed that we committed that we repented of 
uh, has been removed, is no longer recorded, but those who denied Jesus, their every deed of sin is still recorded. And they will be judged on those things. Every everyone's name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I book, I believe, the Book of Life. The names are blotted out on death at a time of death if Jesus is not Lord in person in somebody's personal life. A lot of people want to have a hand stamped or have want to have a little plaque that says I belong belong to the Kingdom of God, but they don't want to have Jesus as a personal relationship. And there's people say it's relationship, not rules, which is true. It is relationship, not rules, but they seem to have a long distance relationship, and they're breaking all the rules. You know, and then there is rules of marriage. You know, if your husband's sleeping around you on all the time, that marriage is not going to stay together. That person's going to leave. And so God does not hold us in contempt. God does not hold us, you know, we can change, we can change our mind. It's not that easy. God does just say, okay, whatever, but we can change our mind. If you receive, if you receive Jesus today and decide you don't want him later on, then you, that can be your choice. You know, to, you know, you can't become unborn again. But you can be you can be lost, and I don't want to go more into that because I did talk about some of that, and there's just so much stuff there we can talk about, so many scriptures. But let's just talk about the white throne judgment, which is those who denied Jesus. And so their names are blotted out at death if Jesus is not Lord in a person's life, so their name is no longer in the book of life. You know, God is not like the airliners where He overbooks. You know, heaven doesn't just have enough for 144,000. It has enough for every single person that ever lived. And I believe that God wrote every name in the book of life, including Judas, who betrayed Jesus. Every name is written in there. But there were some positions, like the position to betray Jesus. Judas, you know, showed up to enter to interview for that job. He got the job. He took the job. He fulfilled that job. But Judas said his place was be forever vacant. So his so he did have a place in heaven. He did have a place, but it was blotted out because of the job he took of betraying Christ Jesus. And your name is also written. But if you don't do anything about it, if you don't acknowledge Jesus as Lord, you, you know, you don't want anything to do with them. Um, then your name will be blotted out you know the moment you take your last breath J judas's name was blotted out let's talk about predestination that's a big teaching you know some people believe we're predestined to hell some people believe we're predestined to heaven but once again god is not an airliner he doesn't overbook we're all we're all predestined to heaven but we can choose to show up you know i'm scheduled to see a dentist next month the schedule, both the dentist and I know what time and what day I'm supposed to show up. I'm predestined. I've already predestined. I'm not at my destination yet. I'm predestined. But it's still up to me if I'm going to show up. I don't have to show up. I can just skip it. I don't have to call. I don't have to reschedule. I can just skip it and not show up. And God has predestined everyone to know they have to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you don't have to show up to your destination. You can choose another destination to go to. Uh, so there, there's room for every soul in, uh, given in a womb in heaven. So every person that was ever conceived, no matter if you were aborted or made it out of the womb, there is a place in heaven for you. Isaiah 66 uh, Verse 22 through 24, I'm going to read the last part of it. And they will go out and look upon the dead bodies of those who rebelled against me. Their worm will not die, nor will their fire be quenched, and they will be loathsome to all mankind. This is talking about the new heavens and earth. I'm not going to read it because I'm out of time here. 
Well, this is this is kind of a scary thing. Most people don't know about this, but it seems like that mankind is going to always go on. There's going to be the glorified ones, meaning those who receive Jesus and get glorified bodies. But it seems like forever and ever that people are going to continue give birth down here. They may not be glorified ones. There will no be, you know, there will no longer be death. So you're going to always be living, you know, kind of like you know, Adam lived to be. 900 some years and Methuselah 967 77 I don't remember but anyway but when there's new heaven people are going to live forever and ever but not everybody's going to be part of the glorified ones but it seems like people continue to give birth you know forever and ever and so we're going to be able to fill up this whole universe and other, even other universes you know with people but but there's going to be a certain thing and that they're going to have to go before and go before Jerusalem from one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another. All mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord, and they will go out and look upon the dead bodies of those who rebelled against me. Their worm will not die, nor will the fire be quenched, and they will be loathsome to all of mankind. So this is where everything, all the judgments are over. The white throne judgment over Satan and all those who follow him are in the lake of fire and they're bound and not bound for a thousand years. That was before. This is bound forever and ever and ever. And it seems like mankind is going to have to come and bow, bow their knee before the Lord. Every man will see the face of those who chose eternal death over eternal life. And there's going to be a pit in Jerusalem that can look down in hell of all those who rebelled against God, who did not receive Jesus as Lord. When they come before the Lord at least once, probably three times a year, because that's how it was in the law. Um, hell was created for angels. It wasn't created man. And I can't talk, you know, I guess I'll have to talk about that in another teaching. This is a place where the worm does not die. You know, you're forever dying, but you don't quite die. Fire will never be quenched. Isn't God a consuming fire? I'm just going to talk about this later. And there is no movement uh, because there's pretty much no movement in time in hell. Hell is an eternity. And what makes time is the sun, you know, makes days. But in, in hell, there is no marching of time. There is no time off of good behavior. There is no time moving. You are what you are. And everything in hell remains as is. If you go to hell, it's because you became sin. You know, right now, as you live, sin is something you do, but it's not your identity. But if you choose it to be our identity, if you choose to be a liar, you choose to be a murderer, that's who you are, then then hell is where you belong because that's who you are. But those receiving Christ Jesus, our identity is in Christ Jesus. Our identity is not in our flesh, not in our blood, not in our ways, but in Christ. We're made a new creation in Christ Jesus. We're ever learning, ever growing in the grace of God. Our identity is Him, not in sin. And so God can trust us and His power is in us to, to continue that trust. But those people who want to be a liar, who want to be a thief, they are put in the lake of fire forever and ever because that's who they are. You can't pay, you know, they can't. Even if they were in hell for a thousand or ten thousand or a million years, they came out because that's who they are. They continue killing, stealing, destroying, just like their father, the devil. And that's why God put them in hell. They weren't created for them, but because that's who they are, He didn't want to wreak havoc on His kingdom any longer with people who wanted to be in made in the image and likeness of the devil. Hell is for those who took sin as their identity rather than the righteous of God found in Christ Jesus. Um, freescripturebooks.org the knowledge of God. Be blessed.